This is JFM Podcast. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fenham. It's a beautiful Monday evening. Today is 6th of November 2023. I hope that you had a good weekend. Gilbert Joseph doesn't seem quite happy, though he's wearing the Arsenal jersey. I learned that uh, power failed one over the weekend. I don't know how you took that news. <laughs> so we are preaching with some sort of power. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know that you know that I don't watch, uh, but I have uh, you know the friends that you know I have around me. So everybody's like a soccer enthusiast. So uh, when they all came out from watching that game, I was hearing that no, the ball for that line, you know that. I was like, wait a minute, what are you guys, you know, talking about? I I was completely lost. <laughs> I don't know what what they were talking about, but I kind of enjoy, you know, the. Uh, banter and of course I read uh, part of the statement uh, uh, by Ateta you know and he was saying that whatever whatever I said well me I don't care (laughs) it was a tough game tough tough defeat to take but um, it's part of life and um, of course since you read that statement you would have seen some of the strong words he came out to use on on the officials and the entire league in England so um, that's how badly it gets. And when the season returned, you know, the whole excitement about people missing out on the league was everywhere on the horizon. And I was particularly not too quick to forget, you know, some decisions like that that um, can easily come up. And I did tell some friends, regardless of our um, um, club divide, that look, the excitement will get to dwindle eventually when were hit, all hit by terrible officiating in the league. And it's beginning to take shape, not just Arsenal. Everything getting their fair share. Liverpool had theirs, including yesterday. So I think it will go around. Unfortunately, that's how bad and terrible it gets with the publicity, you know, that the EPL has. And this is still obtainable. I think it's shameful. It's quite shameful that people don't do their job. And we can equate them almost to the Nigerian judiciary, of course, because when you expect someone to be an impartial arbiter and they assume um, the position, for example, of even the opponents and then take decisions that glaringly aren't supposed to go the way they are taken, I think it becomes um, beratable, Ponsak. Good evening, and by the way, it was a rainy weekend. T- climate change, global warming, is it something that... Um, it's, it's a fast. I don't think it's it's not a fast. It's hitting us eventually, changing rain cycles here and there, and we just have to take care and protect our environment. Well, Gilbert, for me, it's, it's normal, you know, uh, with the universe, you know, that um, things happen. This is not the first time that rain has. Uh, we had rain, you know, in November in two thousand and twenty in, in two thousand and eight during the local government uh, election violence. I remember clearly, it was in November, you know, uh, and then we had rain that day. I, I vividly remembered, you know, because that time uh, we ran and were living with my grandmother, you know, because <laughs> our house was quite big and I uh, was very secure. So uh, we had rain. But, you know, talking about uh, Arsenal and what happened over the uh, weekend, well, like I said, I don't watch, I don't know what the rules are, but since you've equated with Nigerian judiciary, you don't pass my power. <laughs> 
Well, Gilbert, let's talk about, you know, some political stories. Over the weekend, uh, someone that we all know here, uh, Mr. Solomon Ndam, inaugurated state schools uh, of the Labour Party. And he has come out to say he's the authentic leader of the Labour Party in Planto State. And I was, I was very, I mean, it didn't come to me as a surprise that uh, uh, Mr. Solomon Ndam, you know, will uh, be steadfast. Uh, if it were other people, you know, they would have maybe left the political party because they couldn't uh, win the election, you know, and whatnot. But I just look at how, you know, he's taking things by the, uh, taking the bull by the horn, you know. Uh, and he's saying that, look, I am the leader. I'm going to provide leadership, uh, you know, for this party. And, uh, and if it were other politicians, they would decamp you know, to maybe the ruling party or the party that they are going to get uh, bread. But here's a young man, you know, saying that, look, I'm going to hold on to this party. Uh, and I learned that he has he has uh, suspended uh, 15 people and others. Uh, let me mention some names that he has suspended. Grace Zamfara, the former chairman, chairman of, the you know, of the party. Bulus Kaze, James Adara Awara. Danladi Sanida T. Alo Ibe, Aliu Abdusalami, Sanida Tijo, Mrs. Oren, Moses Form, Nuhu Yang SD, Pastor David Joseph, Mr. Jonah, and Mr. Emmanuel George, and others. Well, uh, he's the acting state chairman you know, of the Labour Party in Plateau State, uh, Solomon Indam, Comrade Solomon Indam, the acting state secretary, uh, Comrade Emmanuel Goladi, you know, on and on and on and on. But uh, for me, it's it shows you that I love people who are very consistent, you know, with their values, even if, you know, uh, in the end, they may appear to be, you know, wrong. Uh, but for me, one thing that I do care about is that human beings need, need uh, consistency so that you know, you know, tomorrow people will come and uh, definitely people will say that, okay, we know Solomon Dan because he was, uh, he has hold on to this party, he has, you know, hold on to the beliefs, you know, of this political party, so... Yeah, really interesting. And I think um, in the heat of the election and and all campaign, you know, uh, fogs, if you may permit me to use that, we did see the drama and um, the involvement of two various camps um, against some of the issues that, uh, you know, greeted the political party at the time. And um, reacting again, you know, to certain things, I think it's also important to understand the sharp division that has characterized the Labour Party at the national level and where the party is right now. So some of these issues will definitely come up. And if individuals um, are able to put their heads together and provide... Because democracy cannot be deepened with just a single, for example, opposition like we used to have in the past eight years. The PDP was the only opposition party that we did see try to put the APC in check and provide some sort of checks and balances even at the National Assembly. We did see that with security concerns when they eventually unfolded how the PDP reacted towards at the twilight, to say, of the Mohamed Dubari administration. They even threatened to impeach him. So this is what you want to see. Viable oppositions, if they're able to come together, put their acts together and eventually provide the needed or robust opposition, if you'd like. I think it's something that um, Nigerians wouldn't be, be too quick to reject, if you ask me. But um, here in Plateau State, I saw the statement put out by the Solomon and Dam um, let 
ESCO of the Labour Party to say, and he did copy the DSS just as a way of saying, look, these things, these things have to be taken seriously and that if individuals cause a breakdown of law and order, it will be unacceptable and, of course, um, authorities should take note, including, in fact, the uh, advisor to one of the leaders in the state and all. So this is what you want to see. Eventually, um, the state and the country cannot be let appropriately without the needed opposition. I think in summary, that is that. Yeah, and I do think that uh, our comrade uh, Solomon Nendam is ready, you know, to give opposition, especially with the uh, circle of election that is come, the rerun. Uh, yeah, in Plateau State, Plateau North. Plateau North, yeah. yeah. Well, and Gilbert, what stories? Yeah, Abacha. Um, there's been so much buzz about the Abacha loot being returned by France. And against, again, the, the questions that keep coming to mind is, how judiciously have we been able to, you know, put to good use this Abacha loot in their trenches that have been repatriated to Nigeria? Right from 2007, we did see the returning of this loot. And up until now, we have seen cumulatively, depending on the results you're going to, um, I mean, the, the, the source you're going to be quoting from BBC infographics to different, the World Bank has put out its own figures pegging, you know, their battle loot at close to $3.7 billion. And certain other reports have quoted that cumulatively the loot is, is, is close to $5 billion. So you keep asking questions. When will this loot be, you know, what, Finally, when will it stop coming? It, I think. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's the point. That's the point. That's the point. When are we going to stop having this loot? And you remember the last one that came from was it New Jersey or the United Kingdom? And some of the, you know, um, caveats that were even issued. Can you imagine returning a people's funds and urging them to use it judiciously? And that was when the social intervention scheme was eventually, you know, um, initiated by the Buhari government. Perhaps certain people even argued that it was a channel again to relute the phone. And this is why you keep asking, when we have these things, are we able to put them to good use? That is the biggest question here. And one other thing again is, well, had Abacha not died, Ponsak, would we have, for example, be receiving this loot? Or would Abacha have been able to protect some of the monies that he looted from the country. I think it's it's really a tough one. Yeah, and well, uh, maybe he's going to uh, contest for uh, because I mean during uh, his own tenure, he said Tazarchi, you know, that mm -hmm. if they are coming back to uh, the civilian, so, yeah. you know, it should start with mm -hmm. him, you know. So uh, maybe he could have been a kingmaker right now, you know, controlling things. We don't know, but let's play this insert. Uh, the chairman, national chairman of INEC. Uh, when we come back, the show will continue. Stay here. <laughs> As I said at our meeting in Abuja, are not the easiest steps when it comes to the conduct of elections. The prevailing security situation, the topography of the states, over 80% of Belsa state is on water. Five out of the eight local governments are in the Atlantic Ocean. And we have to deliver pastels and materials for the election. And then we have the continuing behavior of some of the political actors, which impedes the conduct of free and fair elections. So we are going to start today by meeting those who are going to secure the environment for us to conduct elections and to hear from you what are the issues, what are the challenges, what are the things that we need to do with only eight days to the election.
Yeah, well, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jones. My name is Ponsak Fanao. My name is Gilbert Joseph. Yeah, well, if you are in Plato, the issue of... I mean, Plato has been in the news. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say for the wrong reason, but for development. How I wish that uh, during the time of Governor Simon Bakola Long, uh, people will argue based on, you know, developmental issues. But uh, during his time, it was Plato was seen counting more dead bodies... Uh, instead of project uh, and as it is today you know though governor mudfang is doing his best you know to ensure the project have been done uh, some projects you know have been done especially uh, in parts of just north uh, and of course in just south the issue gilbert of these train coaches you know recall recently we brought our comrade ajik here sure. in the studio the uh, national chairman or president of the railway workers uh, union and he was very very clear about you know what happened uh, at the time, you know, uh, the allegations that, you know, coaches were being stolen or uh, taken from Borno State to be transported, you know, down to uh, Plateau. He made it very clear that, I mean, nothing of such, uh, you know, happened. It was, and he even said that those coaches are not the pro uh, uh, property of the Borno State government, that it's the property of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. And that statement is very consistent with even the constitution because railway is under the exclusive list. If it's just now that it has been brought to uh, the concurrent, concurrent list, list, that is why uh, people like Governor Mudfang have said that to ease the burden of transportation within the metropolis, just Bukuru, uh, train services, you know, will commence. We have the state commissioner for transportation with us, Comrade Jato Yang, is going to uh, tell us, you know, uh, some of this and many more. Good evening. Uh, Honorable Commissioner, sir, thank you very much for coming. Good evening, Ponsak. Good evening, Gilbert, and good evening, listener. Yeah. I'm very sure there was this uh, comedy that uh, someone shared with me on uh, WhatsApp, I think, earlier in the day. You know, the guy was saying, I mean, it was just funny. He said <laughs> that he he was calling Governor Munfang that, you know, the train coaches that you brought, is it from 1940? Then Governor Munfang said, yes. He said, please. Uh, if there are more, you have to bring because uh, some other government told us that they brought 400 tractors, but it's like rapture has taken, you know, all of them. We don't know where they are uh, as we speak. But, Honorable uh, Jato, uh, I mean, talk to us about, you know, this whole controversy. At uh, first, how is the pro uh, progress of work, you know, especially bringing back train services within just Bukuru Metropolis? Well, before talking about progress of work, I would want to start by how um, the whole of this partnership with NRC started. Yeah. And NRC is? Yeah, NRC, Nigerian Railway Corporation. Okay, okay, so the people. Yeah, it was in June 2023, shortly after the inauguration of His Excellency Barista Caleb Manasse Mutfang, as well as the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, Bola Ahmed Tinubu, whom uh, on the day of his inauguration spoke about the removal of fuel subsidy. Um, that necessitated the people's governor. The leader of the time is now Mantra, His Excellency Barrister Caleb Manasse Mutfang, to have a delegation to the Nigerian Railway Corporation headquarters in Lagos, Butemeta, led by the Secretary to the Government of the State and the Chief of Staff, Architect Samuel Jato and uh, Engineer Jerry Satmak. The delegation was led by the duo to the Nigerian Railway Corporation to seek partnership 
with the railway corporation and this was also necessitated by the delisting of the railway and electricity activities from the exclusive lease legislation list yeah. to the concurrent list and then the state government needed to cash into that opportunity to ease the burden of transportation upon uh, plateau citizens and then um uh, you know a model was brokered between the state government and the nigerian railway corporation where we had an agreement to venture into partnership then we start correspondences with the railway agreeing to partner with us from a letter they wrote to the his excellency sometime in august mm. sometime in august i am not so specific about the date at the no, moment that's fine that's fine yeah you know from uh, that letter they wrote the his excellency okayed it knowing the enormity of this project and what it means to plateau people when he okayed it we sought his consent to invite the railway management for a meeting in Jos, which we did on the 16th, uh, on the 15th of September okay. at the government house. I presided over that meeting with the management of uh, railway corporation, uh, you know, where we fashioned out more modalities. The next day, we went on inspection of the railway facilities within the uh, parameter of the first phase of this project because based on the partnership the program is going to run in three phases the first phase is from the terminus to the kuru station the second phase is going to be the entire local government that's interested where we have existing railway lines okay and then the third phase will be an interstate we have states like kaduna that we have adjoining uh, borders the, uh, rail lines I will key in and then we on that we will be thinking of the regional railway Network. uh, networking you know with time and so this is what uh, this government have in mind and uh, categorically during the inspection we undertook with the management of Nigerian railway corporation um, we all agreed that within the period of six weeks railway activities will uh, resume in just that was from the 16th of uh, September. By now, we should have been enjoying railway so what, services. So what, what, yeah, what happened that up to now, you know, we've not started, you know, enjoying the services? The infraction we actually had was um, railway, Nigerian Railway Corporation uh, felt there are uh, coaches and then locomotives that are scattered all around the country that are not being put to use. Mm. They needed to bring them to Joss. Some of the coaches that are somewhere in one of the northeastern states were those that were taken from Joss, you know, uh, where, while the trains were still uh, in motion then. They were moved to Meduguri as a result of insurgency. You know, the railway tracks were vandalized, and so trains no longer move from 2011 till this. I mean, that was exactly what the uh, National President of uh, Railway Workers Union said. Correct. Yeah. From 2011 to date, so those coaches were stocked in Meduguri. And then uh, bringing them back to Jaws and other points of need for refurbishing and then being put to use um, became uh, somehow difficult because the, the rail lines are not there to still, you know, uh, roll them back 
to other points. And the railway corporation now felt the best way is for them to use uh, vehicles, you know, uh, trailers, trucks to lift those um, coaches from Maiduguri and other areas to Plato State first for refurbishing and then be deployed to other areas of need. It was in the course of that that uh, we woke up to um, blackmails, cheap blackmails on national TV, uh, all the social media space that, uh, you know, there were some people were apprehended about stealing, about stealing and alleged to be uh, stealing coaches to Joss, for God's sake. We have correspondences by, signed by the managing director of the Nigerian Railway Corporation authorizing the movement of these coaches authorizing the movement of all uh, equipments that we need to work with in JOS. There are correspondences. You know, after a short while, the Nigerian Railway Corporation uh, alerted the commissioner. Every, I mean, the Railway Corporation uh, is assigned a commissioner of police. So and they have their own commission. They have the commissioner of, of police, police in charge of railway, who was also part of the inspection we did on the 16th of September. Yes, we run around with him in the rains on the 16th of September to those villages. He was assigned to go to Meduguri to find out what actually happened. And the story changed later from theft because every document, the man that led the movement of those coaches is the uh, manager, director of the railway corporation in the northeastern zone. So of why, course, the man has an identity. And the police commissioner from his uh, reportage would say uh, an unidentified person. When someone identified himself, clearly, for God's sake, with relevant documents backing his activity, backing the movement of these coaches. Do you think that you know, all of what is happening could be political? i give you an example. Uh, my colleague uh, this morning on his program, Osama, was saying that uh, maybe some people are not happy with the fact that uh, Governor Mutfang is doing within five months what it took some people eight years, you know, and they are unable to, you know, to achieve that. Are you looking at it from a political vantage? Because, uh, like you rightly said, if someone identify himself, you know, to the police to say, this is who I am, this is, you know, my person, this is the job that I do. But the police is saying that, look, a certain person. And, of course, uh, Gilbert, if you can remember, when the president came here, of the railway workers yeah. he said if they don't release you know those people they are going to down down tools yeah they were released eventually because they are railway staff with identities i don't want to sound immodest but then all these things happened prior to i mean after a period that some politicians on the plateau were cited with the governor on the, it was all over the social media space that's where the governor came. The, that governor came with full chest to say, you know, the saddest thing is the trucks that were deployed to that place by the Nigerian Railway Corporation had their tires punctured, shot at, supervised by uh, a governor of the state, for God's sake. The, about 40 tires shot with those coaches loaded in after the commissioner of police from uh, railway had gone to Borno seeing all the parties involved in this, seeing the commission of police. Oh, anyway, I, I, I have always felt I am not in the right position to um, talk about that activity. But then, 
for blackmailing plateau. That's what gives me the pains. And then for, with the inside information I have about this, it feels so, so sad. Thank God the, that same governor was in the social, I mean in the media space to um, object to the movement of the, those coaches. And then with the action that had been taken, you understand, I, I, I can boldly say this action is politically motivated. Because now, as I speak to you, Borno State does not have any slightest plan to run railway. It will not be possible in the next 10 years. Because the portion of the railway tracks that have been vandalized in that state, I am not sure the, their budget for one year can fix it. You know what it costs to fix uh, a kilometer of rail track? A million dollars. Just one kilometer. And then the railway corporation will tell you the number of kilometers of the railway tracks that have been vandalized in Borno State. We thank God that we have some, just some few portions of it here that have been vandalized that we are trying to fix. And the fixing of those in just would amount to roughly how much do you think, Commissioner? Well, uh, for the first phase, all in all, it's, it's costing us just the fixing of the work on the rail tracks. We are talking about two to three hundred million. You understand? And then movement of 11 coaches and, you know, the railway on its own brought up a reasonable bill of about 600 million, which the governor felt, we all felt it's fair enough. The cost of a uh, locomotive, these two that we have here, each of this one cost between three to four million dollars. This one's they call uh, a cake uh, locomotive, mm -hmm. Mongo Park. Each of them, Google gets anywhere and asks of the price of a lo locomotive. Three to four million dollars. Uh, converted to Naira. You know what it means. You know what it, uh, th th that amount means. And then for us to have them, of course, having these two at the moment is groundbreaking. To us as a state, it's groundbreaking. Because uh, from my conversation with the managing director, Nigerian Railway Corporation, uh, on a visit to the headquarters, he said... The most they needed on ground was the locomotives, which we have already on ground. Uh, you, you understand. Mm -hmm. And so it's so groundbreaking. And let me also tell you, just some few, the portions of the uh, rail tracks that were vandalized, we had started working on them. That is why when people don't know certain things, they should try to inquire. They should try to know. These locals were only lifted and then uh, driven to Joss because there are a lot of portions of the rail track from where they were brought to that have been vandalized. And then you can run them on these on vandalized rail tracks. As a result, they had to be moved on trucks to this place. But while they were uh, alighted here at uh, Dogon Carfe, yeah. I boarded one. I rode on one to the terminal, real terminal. Yes. And it worked. It, I was in it. You understand? It's not a hearsay. No, no, someone, no. I wrote on one with the honks that were almost blowing my ears. They are all packed there from Dogon Curfew here to Terminus. When someone would say, just one kick, just a single kick, you, you understand? So I, 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 well, you can confirm that some others are coming from Kaduna. Is that true? 
Yes, the, 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 the from the railway district in Kafanchan. Yeah. yeah, these are the uh, this is where the locomotives came from. They have some of these things in abundance that are not being put to use. And I bet you that with the partnership the Plateau State Government just went into with NRC, there are states in this Nigeria that are rushing, that are rushing. Using Plateau State as a model to key into, Kaduna is one of them. Niger State is one of them. Now, Meduguri have uh, seen that um, they have uh, coaches. They don't, didn't know where the coaches came from. They have written railway corporation again that they want to go into partnership. Uh, simply because Plateau State government uh, went into it. And I challenge people who, who feels uh, uh, the trains are moribund. Uh, these are some states they are in control of. They should care better to know why they are also interested in this. All right. Um, I just wanted to be clear about something. And, of course, the need for these locomotives was as a result of the near moribund state of, you know, um, transportation within the Jasbukuru metro. And, you know, certain people would have thought before now that at least vehicles, you were here previously and we spoke about those Babajang vehicles that were initially on the route. Um, do we expect any sort of vehicles again to complement the train services or focus? The focus right now is purely on the train services only. The train services is uh, one of the alternate, uh, an alternate palliative. But of course, there are plans on ground to have vehicles for this palliative. You, you understand, there are plans and very soon you would see them moving the streets of Joss. The government has such plans on ground. CNG buses? At the moment, um, not being so specific, but okay. then uh, okay. we, we, we want to run buses that will be at minimal cost and then... Energy efficient. Yeah, energy efficient. And the whole thing is about not making any profit about it. It's just to palliate uh, the, the transportation, transport. All right. Yeah, well, we've been having a chat with the Honorable Commissioner for Transportation uh, in Plato State, and we're talking about the issue of the uh, train coaches that have sparked lots and lots of, you know, uh, comments, you know, and uh, people are, are looking at it from, you know, political lens, you know. This is something that uh, the governor himself promised that uh, he's going to do, and we've been seeing uh, all, you know, that he has said he's, he's doing, and uh, the moves are very glaring. And in the end, Ponsag, when these things work, it's not going to be for party A or C or Z. Not Every plateau person would get to use it. I, I, I don't see any reason for the buzz about all of this, even, no, you no, know, it's comments. For the, it really is for the people who are saying that uh, why locomotive, that is Mongo Park, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's what I was just saying. But in the end, saw, when it works, it's for everybody. No, but we saw modern, <laughs> uh, we saw modern tractors. Where are they? But Posak, why should people be talking about uh, Mongo Park or no Mongo Park? Lagos is a well-developed city. Some people call it uh, a republic. Yeah. You you understand what you see, what you find in Lagos, you would hardly find it in other parts of the uh, of Nigeria today. But I bet you, uh, during a conference in Lagos last week, I boarded a train. And it's this same 
locomotives that are in use in Lagos. I bet you any other person can, uh, you know, make that sample. Yeah, you, you understand. People don't know that it takes money to build a supersonic train. You see it in movies. You think that it's easy to build. Some of the societies it take them years and years. You know, Germany still has you know their coal mines, and they power some of their trains. You know, using coal. So, uh, really not uh, supporting the government. But I mean, look at the good, and look at how the co how much is transportation, and students. You know, workers. Cost of wage have not increased. Uh, and someone is bringing transport, uh, this idea to ease cause of transportation and uh, people are making political hula-baloo from it. They, they are talking about uh, blue, uh, the, uh, blue rail, uh, like that of Lagos. We are talking about palliative. Eh? In uh, management, you have the short, the mid and the long-term plans. <laughs> Lagos, on its own, started building the rail infrastructure about 10 years ago since fashola's time since fashola but it's just six weeks ago that they commissioned the blue rails six weeks ago i also was privileged to have bought that one i have a cowrie cart you you understand i have a cowrie uh a cart that you uh, like a uh a wallet yeah you you understand once you want to use the rail just to load it you know you go to the train station it debits you for the kilometers the distance you take you understand but yet they still use the regular train well uh, to join the conversation we'd love to hear from you we have the honorable commissioner for transportation uh like i said zero eight one two one eight seven 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 or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely before you uh call on Facebook, we are JFM Joss, and on X, um, on Facebook, we are JFM Live. On X, we are JFM Joss. So drop your comments on those handles. And we'll love to get them. Let's take this first call. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Uh, hello, it's Nehemiah. Nehemiah, I'm Michael. I'm coming calling from Rafi. Good to hear from you, sir. Um, Go ahead, so, sir. Uh, yes, thank God. I finally met you guys today. Um, I want to appreciate the Honorable Commissioner for, for enlightening us. This is coming so, so very, very timely, you know, because the rumor and the, and the um, you know, this, this um, pull him down syndrome that is going on on the plateau is, is just something else. I've never seen something like that. I mean, railway, railway, this, what is happening on the plateau is unfortunate. But I want to tell the commissioner that what he's doing is absolutely great. It's a good job he's doing. Let's not be distracted by the few minorities that are making noise and trying to discredit what the government is trying to do. Please keep the good job going and keep doing it. We are praying for you and we are standing by you. Thank you very much, JFM, for bringing him back again and for enlightening us. Mungode, God bless you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your, uh, sharing your thoughts. Hello, good evening. Thank you for coming, uh, calling. Okay, 0821877777. Hi, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. We're listening. Yeah, thank you very much. My name is Eddie Kumar. I'm, call, I'm calling from TTNT Junction. We're listening, sir. Yeah, I want to, I want to comment the Commissioner of Transportation. We have talked much more on this issue of transportation in Pilates, especially the issue of railway. 
actually this this government, like the way they are doing the movement to make sure that the railway have come back in classes, which is very, very recommended. We have seen how the train has been coming on. And uh, the question that I want to ask the uh, commissioner is that in this railway line now, we have some railway lines that have already been covered up. They have even done, uh, uh, let's say, they, they are selling things on it already. So uh, what is the move are they going to do? Because we are, I have gone to the market, I've seen that all that thing has not been in place. How are they going, how, what is the measure of this check in terms of making sure that the railway line it's already well to check before the uh, implementation of the railway line. And my second uh, recommendation is also the issue of transportation. One of the major of this administration, especially from the uh, federal level, that they will bring buses to uh, 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 to ease the issue of uh, subsidy. So, what what is the level of these buses in concerning Plateau State? So. It, if it has been in plateau, so how far have the body, if it has not been, so what is the plateau doing in terms of follow-up to see these uh, uh, buses have come to see the issue of transportation in plateau? Thank you very much. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You heard the question, Honorable Commissioner. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening, Mr. Yes, we're listening. Hello. Okay. Uh, we lost connection there. Hello, good evening. Not working. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Hi, good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening. Yeah, you need to speak up. Tell us your name and join the conversation, please. Good evening, sir. Tell us your name, sir. We're listening. Go ahead, sir. Hyson. Yeah, hi, Cynthia. I want to thank God for this present government. What is on ground now shows that they have their masses in mind. The previous administration do not do anything concerning all these things. Imagine the 400 transports, you cannot see it, and nothing has happened to that. But on ground now, even one Kuba road now has been tired. The road from, um, from, uh, um, uh, uh, I'm sad. Mongo Street, I'm sad. That shows that Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening. Yeah, tell us your name and join the conversation, please. Thank you very much. That's great, Comrade Bernard on the line. What is his name, Comrade? Comrade uh, Bernard. Good evening. 
We're listening. Go ahead, sir. I'm greeting the honorable in the house. Good evening, Comrade Bernard. God bless you. Why are we? Why Nigerians alive? You know why God give us bad leaders? Because when we see the one that really have the compassion, really happy like her, we begin to tackle him left and right just for nothing. So what have we done that we should not allow him to do why he came on board? To do what black people have done. Thank you, thank you. Gilbert will take us through Facebook. We have this one from Izanka. See who says, absolutely, to me it's a good one. But there's nothing in this life that you do and people will not complain or criticize. I'm urging this administration to focus on the right thing. Martins Daniel says, the people's governor is truly working. Keep up with the good and great work, sir. God is always with you and the people of Plateau State. Donzi says, train transportation is a welcome idea. Why only just and Bukuru Metropolis? What happens to other local governments? Let the government focus on industrialization, education, and provision of social amenities. Peter Dauda Darin says, May God bless the people's governor. We are solidly behind him. Train services would ease the transportation difficulty being faced by plateau people. Comrade Dawood says, This is Nigeria. There must be always an issue in anything good or bad someone is doing. For me, coming back, um, the returning of train to ease transportation in plateau is a welcome development. Therefore, let the government and the governor not be discouraged by the words of people who do not mean well to the people of plateau state. The wasted eight years of democracy in Plateau State by the past administration, what did they have to show for it? Charity Harley says, I salute the doggedness of our governor and I pray he will do more, especially the newly employed that don't even know how to cope with the work. Hapsun Manasseh is saying, It's a welcome development, but the problem is how to sustain the program for a longer period because some states started it, but now it's no longer in existence. Julius Achigak says, train services are needed back to Plateau again. And when it truly happens, we say job well done to Governor Mutfang. God James Form says, I think that is a great development to Plateau State. More grace to the Governor. Pam Andrew Bott says, this is awesome. Keep the spirit high, Commissioner. We are with you 247 from Pastor Pam Andrew Dallow Memorial High School. 
um, Gerald and Christopher says, it's a wonderful idea, but I hope those trains can move fast. We should be looking at the future, not backwards, but then it's better than none. Moses Babuje Dong says, GCM should continue the good work and forget all this cheap criticism. J. Rome says, a good development as only few states in Nigeria are thinking of rail transportation. Even though the train looks like a junk, I believe it will undergo some maintenance. David Sambo says, um, The introduction of train services within Josbukru Metropolis is a welcome development. We salute the efforts of the current governor. By Sakele Mutfa, we are solidly behind the current government to achieve greatness. May God bless you all. Dimas Bala says, The recent effort of Mr. Governor to reawaken the abandoned train service by the past administration who failed to buy a single commercial bus or taxi for plateau people are shamefully criticizing the governor's effort to bring back the train activities on the plateau. Many people don't really love plateau state but prefer to do everything possible to bring this government down just to gain political points. Whoever is writing those scripts will soon be revealed. Amen. Denison Quidom says, The train brought by His Excellency is the type that doesn't use coal as its source of energy, rather diesel. And if a liter of gas costs 1,000 naira, when you do the calculation at the end of the day, you could understand that it would be better for Governor Mutfang to have engaged the services of plateau riders and subsidized the fuel with some designated fuel station within the city. At least, this might go beyond just Bukuru Metropolis. And by doing so, a guy from Dengi, Wasilantan North, for instance, would benefit from these initiatives. Ambassador Joachim Dung says, I have seen your effort in trying to revive train services in Jos. But I just want to tell you that we have so many traders who have made the rail lines in Bukuru and terminals areas their shop, as they cannot afford to rent any in the market. I am urging you to kindly look into the deplorable state of markets in Jos Bukuru Metropolis so we don't encounter any form of distraction as the train services finally kick off. Also, I want to plead with you to kindly hasten the investigation on the suspended civil servants in order to have them back to work so they can afford to pay for the train service as it begins operation. Izang Joshua says, Everything okay about Mutfang is excellent, while everything about Lalong is not. Finally, Anas Ali Ugarba says, For me, it's a welcome development. Well, let me read out some comment on X. Mr. Mori saying, Mutfang is quietly working and is commendable. Or the roads are getting better too. Uh, we may not be, he may not be another Baba Jang, but he's far better than the. Okay, I really don't know uh, what you mean by whisker man. But, uh, well, Dimas is saying, the recent effort of Mr. Governor to reawaken the abandoned train service by the past administration who failed to buy a single commercial bus or taxi for plow to people. A shameful criticizing Mr. Governor effort to bring back the train activity on the plateau. Many people don't really love plateau state but prefer to do everything possible to bring this administration down just to gain a political point. Whoever's writing those scribbles will soon be reveal, uh, reveal according to Demas. Abo Stephen Etuka says straight to museum for sightseeing, still the colonial uh, type of train before this train will be on track. Serious works need to be done on the track. Well, I've not seen the picture of the train, it's but... Uh, on track. He's on track. Moves. Okay, mo- okay. Let yeah. that be 
Okay. Obi Shinai saying, I hope he gets a world uh, standard diesel driven coach and not this old coal fired trains. Nyogak Lamunai saying, Misplacement of priority. 21st century deserves CNG buses and not moribund trains of 18th century. J Town Celebrity saying, Honorable Commissioner, please, something should be done with the heavy duty trucks that pass front of University of Joss every day. They are a big threat on the safety of the students every day, coupled with the fact that one caught fire some months ago. Please and please help us, sir. Blue Blood is saying, Greetings to you in the studio. Great job by this government. This Plateau State is the only government that is hitting the ground running. More grace. J Town Celebrity saying, Okay, I think I've read this one. Uh, okay, uh, let's after this phone call, then uh, Honorable Commissioner, you uh, respond. Hello, not working. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Uh, Mr. Ponsat, uh, this is uh, Chris Longs from uh, Zarmaganda. Thank you, Longs. We're listening. We really appreciate what you are doing in the plateau. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you see the problem of plateau state. It is even those who are from this state that are trying to destroy the state. The truth is that most of the indigenous they are not willing to see anything that succeeds on the plateau. Instead, they allowed those who are from outside, they join heads together to see that they destroy the state. But I pray that God will give the governor and his team to succeed to the glory of God. Thank you so much, and may God continue to protect you. Thank you, thank you, uh, Prince. Well, Honorable Commissioner, now I, I see that you've been taking notes, so please go ahead and respond. Yeah, first and foremost, let me thank uh, Pastor Nehemiah Namwa Michael for standing with us in prayers and even in action um, where need be. Um, we are well encouraged by your kind words. Um, Sadiq Umar spoke about encroachment um, during our inspection on the 16th of September with the Nigerian Railway Corporation. They have units that are in charge, the property, the legal and the police unit. They have started dishing out letters to those who uh, have encroached the right of way. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be minimum of 15 meters to the rail track. Anything after 15 meters is encroachment. And so notices had been dished out to uh, those affected, hoping when uh, close to the time. We also uh, intend to uh, go on with uh, radio jingles soon as the rail uh, track activities will continue within uh, those parameters. So we have seen that and the railway corporation is taking good care of that. Um, the federal government buses, they are in view. They are in view. You could recall it's one of the items. The NLC threatened uh, a strike, strike action recently. And so the federal government is not resting on its oars. I'm sure when um, those ones are supplied, we'll get our own share of it uh, with time. Uh, High sent from Angwan Rukuba. Thank you for the commendation. We hope to do more for the better betterment of the plateau citizens. 
he spoke about networking, you know, to other states of the Federation. I mentioned earlier that um, we are thinking, hoping to have a regional networking. Uh, the, the train services, train activities had been ceded to the concurrent list. We are hoping, uh, we had um, a brief meeting, some few commissioners for transport uh, across the middle belt to see how best we can have a regional transport system, which in turn, you know, there will be network to other parts of the country as time goes on. So he can be rest assured that with time, he will enjoy those services to destinations of his choice with time. Uh, comrade Bernard, thank you for the commendation. We appreciate and we hope to do more. Governor Mutfang is committed to serving the people. He is a man who has been elected and or better still, destined by God to lead his people to the promised land. And I assure you, he wouldn't want to, uh, he would not be placed in a position of Moses when he was subjected to hitting, hitting the rock instead of speaking to it as directed by God. And then eventually he missed the promised land. Governor Mutfang is not uh, distracted by detractors. He is committed and uh, committed to do more for the better betterment of the citizens. Um, John Z asks why just Bukuru Metropolis? Uh, I think he joined this program late. Um, we are running the program in phases. The real activities, we are resuming them in phases. Just to Kuru Station is the first phase. The second phase would be uh, where we have, uh, we will run through the local governments that currently have rail tracks. So it's just a matter of time. Uh, one other caller spoke about sustainability. Um, the next plan we would have is uh, we would look for ways of domesticating activities of the railway because the essence is to palliate not really to make any gain out of it. Any profit. Yeah, no, not any profit out of it. It's just to palliate. And so uh, soon we, there should be an executive bill to the House of Assembly to domesticate the activities of the railway on the plateau. Uh, you get um, Jera. I think Jera uh, spoke about fast movement. Of course, the, the trains, trains moves fast. And this one does. And there's no traffic. There's no traffic. There's no... Uh, no. Yeah, where they, where they, they just get to their station and stop where they are supposed to stop designated stations. Mm -hmm. um, use of coal and... Uh, you see, we, this is where we have another controversy. Some of the naysayers will say we brought the 1670-something uh, coaches that uses coal. And you see a professional is disputing that fact, and that's the truth. These are diesel uh, coaches that we have here. No. You, you, you understand. And then uh, this person was talking about plateau riders. You know, we have different routes. Yeah. We, we have the... Yeah, well, Honorable Commissioner, <laughs> if I allow you to go on and on and on, I mean, we're going to be uh, out of time. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Commissioner for Transportation Plateau State, uh, Honorable uh, Jatau. Uh, Yang, thank you very much for coming. Gilbert, unfortunately, no final word for you because we're really out of time.
My name is Ponsak Fanab. Stay tuned to the news top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Bye now. Thank you. Playing non-stop hits. This is JFM 101.9. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcasts. 